Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Shall we? Yeah. Great. Oh, stupid sunglasses. Oh. Look at the view already. So, um, uh, hello, running commentary listeners. I must tell you straight away, you are not about to hear the voice of Paul Tonkson. He's still not well. In fact, he got COVID. Ah. Yeah, poor Paul. So that's a particular shame for anyone, but as listeners know, he's trying to put some running together, so that's a bit of a shame. But I am very lucky to have a stupendous guest. Good news for you and good news for me, because I, I, <laughs> I hope you've been wanting to, I've been wanting to run with you for a long time. Yeah. I've been trying to do this for months. Welcome to Running Commentary, Ben Wilbond. Hello, hello. Star of screen and, uh, and sometimes stage. Sometimes stage. I just got them <laughs> the wrong way around, shouldn't I? Star of screen. So uh, welcome. We'll talk about all that, but first of all, let's talk running. We're in, uh, we're at the top of a hill, which is good. We should, uh, we're on Muswell Hill. We shouldn't go down too far because yeah. we'll have to go up again, right? Yeah, this is the problem with the hill. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a lot of potential energy up there. <laughs> I, went, I ran, went running to you. I, I, I just dropped that. Yeah, I run here. Um, I, uh, I started going uphill, like just south of Finsbury Park. I got to the woodsman. I thought. Surely I've been over. going uphill all the time. It's a very gentle hill, but it's about, it's about three, it's four miles. It's kind of miles. horrible. I kind of, uh, when I run uh, anywhere else in the country, and it's flat, it feels like an absolute treat. Yeah. But I have to say, I do like hills. We'll get onto that. They're good for you. But I think that, well, and I've got a theory about it as well. But first of all, let's, this is what I stopped you saying before we started recording, because you're, you are at least not on the bench like Paul, but... You're uh, beset with and a little bit um, exhausted by injury at the moment. Yeah, so, well, uh, last year I had a horrible sensation in my left knee Yeah, when I was running in there. And uh, saw loads of people about it. And, of course, the conclusion is people just roll their eyes and go, good running. Uh, go, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, but what is actually wrong with it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've been seeing several people, and it's just, I think it's a combination of age and, yeah, they're right, just running. <laughs> it's, uh, um, it's something to do with patella 
painful. It sort of feels like it's got a popping sensation. Where, where, where is it around on you? The, on, the, on the kneecap. On the, t- on the well, top of underneath it. the kneecap. Underneath it. So Ooh. if there's anyone listening... Well, that shouldn't have asked. That made me feel a bit funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, kind of, I kind of stumbled then. If you could picture this. Uh, and then yeah. said that my knee kind of wow, and I nearly yeah, fell over yeah. just from the vicarious discomfort. It's a horrible sensation, but it feels okay now. Good. And, uh, I'd love the responsibility. You know, I'd love to be out here and to have you yeah. go, ah, oh, God, it's the end. <laughs> Apologies. Yeah. And it's frustrating because I was, you know, wanting to get up to real distance this year. And also, of course, we all know you've been trying really hard to improve your sprint time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a ghost ref. That's yeah, uh, <laughs> actually, that, that whole episode is born out of my uh, slight obsession with running. Yeah, yeah, excellent. So, um, yeah, it's kind of um, it's frustrating, but I feel like um, just a bit of strength training and a little bit of... Spending time in the gym, which I don't really like. But <laughs> no, I sort no. Of have to now. And uh, have to hang out. Yeah, it's a trouble because it is a safe space when you're injured, isn't it? You've got to, it's good to have a relationship with the treadmill. When, yeah, uh, exactly. and, and also with other exercise if you can't yeah. run so much. That seems to be uh, increasingly important with age as well. Yeah. Just kind of doing a bit of everything. You're not that old, though, are you? Well, uh, no, I'm not. But, I, but honestly, Lately, I've really, really felt it. Really felt it. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's just that thing, isn't it? We, we were saying. I, I, I interrupted myself saying this before. That um, you just, you, when you're younger, you just don't. Of course, you don't, because you're not a frame of reference. You just don't realise how elastic you are. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is, whether you're living a high life or doing incredible exercise or just not sleeping for days at a time. We're just kind of elastic. Yeah. You you're like rubber balls, and then after back. a certain time, you, you just. Uh, you start to develop in a different way. It's not even, it's more complicated than becoming decrepit. It's just becoming a little bit more um, directional in what you're going to do with yourself. Yeah. So different. when you go to do something that's a little bit much, your body says, no, no. Yeah, and it really says no. It's right. Yeah. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> and it's, um, there's a bit of your brain that goes, well, I, think it'd be, I think it'd be a lot better if you just had a cup of tea, <laughs> a pop of sugar in it, and sit down. Yeah. That's all it wants to do. It's funny you should say that, because it makes me think, I think there's a point, sometimes, I really don't want to get simplistic, crass, or sexist about this. I think sometimes, for men, we're, particularly with this running thing, you know, you're kind of coming along thinking, that's funny, I don't seem to, it's quite a subtle realisation we're talking about, but I think that same realisation when uh, certainly I've observed it in my, uh, in my wife and other friends, that when women are pregnant, yeah. that absolute um, clarity of what you need, what your body wants, yeah. it just, just switches on. Yeah. And then often, because of what like we say about being grown-ups and stuff, that doesn't go away again. No. No, so you, you're a pregnant woman who yeah. says, well, I know that I'm right in the middle of wherever doing this, but I d- I'm going to sit down now and have a cup of tea. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's just 100%. I, and that uh, kind of clarity of purpose is, yeah, is, I, is good. I, I remember that and sort of admire it immensely because it's sort of like, it's uh, going all the way back to being, to living in caves. <laughs> Your body goes, yeah, I'm just going to run away from that bear. Yeah. I don't yeah. run away. Yeah, yeah. And all that sort of body memory of what, of what you need. Yeah. Which I think we sort of lose. Oh, it's surprisingly hard to tap into, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
I think that when one is really keen on running, you've got to really feel for those days when you don't want to and, uh, and pay attention to them. Yeah. Morning Magpie, and uh, distinguish between them and just and being lazy or whatever. Because you think of it, I think a lot of this, because evolution is, it's just developmental. We just keep things that work, and sometimes they're they're uh, a more uh, logical way of doing something than others. Some of the, sometimes these things are easy. Sometimes these things are difficult. Do you know what I mean? Pain's yeah. good. We get pain. That works. Look at the view. Yeah, it's good. We're just going across in front of Valley Pally. I should get a picture. But, um, uh, like, you know, we were talking about hills just now. Do you want to know my theory of hills? Oh, yes, please, yeah. I think that... I need, I need all the help <laughs> I can get. Well, this isn't necessarily going to... Well, no, maybe it will help. It could be helpful. Look, I was going to take a picture, but there's a fence in the way. That's a shame. Okay. I should be careful, because I lost a headphone up here doing this kind of thing. That's a great view. That's a really se okay. second-rate picture of a great view. <laughs> <laughs> it's at this time of year. It's just like yeah, it's so good. And it's an odd angle, isn't it? I always wonder how everything kind of relates. That's Stratford City. That's yeah. London Bridge. And there's the West End. And then the yeah, city is... It's yeah. weird. Plang. Yeah, right in the middle. <laughs> no, wasn't so, expecting that. Theory of Hills. Right? I don't think we've got a... Um, monitoring a, a subconscious monitoring system for hills. So when you're running, you have to say to yourself, you're basically running along thinking, I feel weak and ill and tired. Yeah. And then your front brain has to say, no, you're going up a hill. Yeah. And it took me years to learn that. It's yeah. not, you're not rubbish at running, you're going up a hill. And then luckily the reverse is also true. Like today when I turned right at the woodsman, I just thought, oh, now I'm fit. Watch me fly down here. Yeah. Whee! But then there's that uh, thing when you get to the bottom of the hill and your body's had a little chance at recovery. And you think, oh, God, I feel great. I feel strong. I feel, oh, no, hang on a minute. I run, I run up a hill. <laughs> I've got to go a minute. And then the third surprise, which is new to me, doing the mountain ultra the other week, is... You know, the idea with the ultra is you walk the hills. Right. Certainly walk the climbs if it's like, you know, really steep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and uh, those are harder. Yeah, Stopping yeah. and really sort of stomping. But of course, yeah, yeah. because of that forward rhythm of the run, you don't, you, you, you're going pretty hard. You don't, and, it's and all did very... You have, did you find, how did you, how did you prepare for that mountain ultra? Well, that's what I want to know. I didn't do as much hill work as I uh, would have liked because of where we live. Um, yeah. And because of what happened in the year. <laughs> so, yeah, I did. I, I go to Springfield Park and Primrose Hill and go up and down them loads of times, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which, of course, is recognised exercise hill reps. But also, at another level, I'm trying to <laughs> fake <laughs> the feeling of running up a much bigger yeah, hill. Yeah. But uh, it's not the same. And, of course, you got you don't run the hills. You, you, you really need to put yourself in there. The best way to train for an ultra is to run in exactly the same way as much as possible. And that's what I did last year when I was running over much more kind of undulating hills. I'd go and run in the Chilterns for 20 miles, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that's basically what it's going to be like. By the way, I'm sort of heading for the toilet here. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. I like that you know all the toilet stuff. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Listeners realise it's that absolutely it's, crucial. <laughs> yeah, and when I've got um, um, guests, they realise how, just exactly how, uh, how kind of, uh, talking of being primal, how good Paul is at just slipping away into a bush. <laughs> it's really a conversation. Oh, Although these toilets, they, they are open. often shut, and I think today might be one of those days. No! There's a massive, uh, there's a massive bed of cow parsley there. Yeah. 
point yourself over there. And it's nice to have a bit of jeopardy. You know, it's nice to have a... They're open from 10 a.m. What time is it? No! Well... <laughs> okay. So, yeah, you're right. We can, we can find somewhere. You can hop in there. Yeah, I'm going to hop in there. That was the, it's lucky in a way because I just gave a really big angry shouty push to the women's, women's toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Skills. Okay. Um, so I have to right, climb this fence over. now, do I? Can All you, right. Are you going to you going to manage? Make yeah. sure I leave those behind. I got it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. I'm not. We'll find another spot. It's good for me they, to clench. We'll find another spot. What do you think? Do you, should we go back and pick up the park and walk? Yeah. If we, in fact, I know that yeah, we can it. go. We can run through. Crouch End and pick it up at the top of the Crouch ah, Hill. Good. Well, not Crouch Hill, but you know, as you're coming across. Lead the way. Which I do from time to time. <laughs> that reminds you of what was her name. Do you remember the character on uh, uh, Vic Reeves' Big Night Out? <laughs> and uh, she used to come on and do, do Novelty Island. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very kind of prim woman in a cagoule. And one of the things she did on Novelty Island was she. Uh, uh, I'd like to dress pieces of fruit in period costume. <laughs> <laughs> and Rick said, oh, you do that a lot, do you? And she said, yes, from time to time. <laughs> and they said, is that it then? And she said, no, then I set them on fire. <laughs> Judith something? I don't know. So, back to your running, right? Yeah. So you were, because you've done some events. I think you did a 10K last year. Is, I mean, I ran a marathon a long time ago. Yeah, London. And, uh, London Marathon, yeah. yeah. And I did enjoy it, but it was back in the days when, you know, you don't really train properly. As yeah. in, you follow a plan, but you think, ah, it'll be okay. It's that, um, it's that youthful yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. optimism. And you know you're going to get uh, around because other people did. Sure. And what I managed to do in that training was, again, this is the, this is the you know, days before... Um, nutrition and all that stuff. I, b I managed just to put on weight by uh. eating lots of pasta <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and it got me round. <laughs> but then, actually, uh, I realised had I, you know, now if I did it, now as I, as I train for runs, I cross train and think about what I'm eating a bit more. And yep. Um, but obviously that's, that's difficult when you're working and yeah. you've got a busy life and all that sort of it. It's a real commitment. And it's just a bigger job problem. of what work to take to carry more weight around. It's just harder. Particularly, and your knee, you know, must have said yeah, at that do, point. Do you know what? I thanks think, very uh, much. I, 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 I think actually the knee might be to do with weight fluctuating. Right. Honestly. Well, I hear that. You <laughs> know, I, you, 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 you must uh, remember when I was a different shape and size. I do. And uh, I've got a weak left knee. But actually, I say that. I think the main reason I've got a weak knee isn't to do with weight and it isn't to do with running. It's because I used to fall over on it all the time. Really? For, for, you know, for a job. That was my thing. Okay. It's falling okay. over. And I always used to break my fall with my left knee. And nearly all the time I was good at it and it didn't hurt. But then once I was doing it kind of professionally, like three times a night at, yeah. at the Edinburgh Festival, then every now and again I'd be a bit tired or whatever, misjudge it and give it a good old clonk. Fall over on it again, fall over on it again, you know. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't thank you for it. That'll be it, I'm afraid. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but it feels like an indicator, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> what you've done there, Mr. James, you smashed your knee 
into the pavement repeatedly. Sometimes when you were aware you'd sustained damage, you repeated the activity. And, and that's bad, is it? Yes, it is. You idiot. So, yeah, there we know. So how long ago was your marathon? Well, and what was it actually like on the ground? What was the last on, six on miles so, like? Well, listen, I loved it. But I had a bad day. You know when you, you know when you, talk, you talk about. I mean, you've done many marathons, so you know the difference between a good day and a bad day. Yeah. And I'd had bad days in training, where the body just goes, "Look, we, I don't want to do this today." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just by your mind can't can't overcome that. Yeah. Which, you know, you 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 say to yourself, "Look, I'm not." I'm not in the Marines. I don't need to do this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I could just stop. And I sort of got that at around about 10 miles. Yeah. And then by about 17 miles, I was really hit the wall. Yeah. Quite badly. And I'd, you know, I trained up to about 21 miles and then was doing the whole tapering thing uh, after that. But yeah, I had a bad day. But I did finish it, and I really enjoyed, actually enjoyed the last five miles or so. Yeah, good. So I got through, I got through the worst of it, and I, then my brain clicked in and um, said, "Listen, you can do this. It's not a problem." Yeah, and I think and the day is such a it's such a great day, isn't it? And you you get that kind of support all the way along the route. Yeah, it's really pulling you along. And as soon as you pop out. The they shout at you, quick, pop it back in. Oh, I misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the dangers, one of the many dangers of running, of course. Particularly in, in front of a large crowd. <laughs> in shots that are too short. <laughs> we'll get on to that. Yeah, yeah, fancy dress. It's not fancy enough. Um, yeah, one of my enduring memories of that day was uh, um, going back into Canary Wharf. Yeah. So you go, you go, you do that loop around Canary Wharf. And as I came out of Canary, and I saw the front runners, yep. like not the, like like all the kind of um, management consultants who were managing to have really high stressful jobs and then still run, yeah, 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 two and a half hour marathon, or sprinting out of the top of Canary, or thinking, bloody hell, are you doing that? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, as I came out at the top of Canary, or I saw this poor man dressed as a mobile phone, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just. <laughs> hobbling into Canary Wharf <laughs> and his wife on the sidelines. He's like, come on, Colin, oh. you can do this. And I, I still think about him when I have bad running days. <laughs> At least I'm not Colin. At least I'm not Colin. <laughs> so was his name really Colin? I can't, I'm using that for comic effects. Yeah, because Colin. Uh, <laughs> this is the captain of the <laughs> ship, Colin. So, um, <laughs> Colin, because like a mobile phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's all yeah. there. You did it. I, I, I shouldn't have brought it now. Uh, so, yeah, I had... Um, and I ever since then, I, I thought, well, I do like distance. I like endurance. Um, but I've never gone for another marathon. And I sort of think now... Uh, I'd quite like to do that again. Yeah, I think that... I was um, just going to say... Uh, uh, yeah, that's if you could get round your knee. Yeah. It feels like the journey, doesn't it? You wanna yeah, it is. It is definitely the journey. But the first journey... I'd like to go on is do a mountain run. Yeah, mountain run. So mountain run. So I found this lovely challenge, which probably, well, it's not as far as your uh, mountain ultra, which I'm still fascinated to hear about because yeah. that's the sort of thing I'd like to get into. But um, it's the um, 
Penifan run where you go up Penifan in the Brackens, yep. go to the other side and come back. Now, it is actually a, um, uh, on the first week, the end of the first week of Special Forces training. Right. And the challenge to the men and women is to uh, wear a very heavy pack, <laughs> carry a rifle and do that in under four hours. Wow. It's uh, like 23, 24 kilometers, I think. Wow. Sounds you go, oh, that's half marathon. That's uh, yeah, but on a mountain, that's I'm carrying the highest well. peak. Well, you know that the Penny Fan is the mountain I just did, right? Yes, because I saw your picture, yeah. So, you know what it's like coming up the back of that, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> it's really something, yeah. And it's because uh, it is a good one because it's such a massive mountain, but it's yeah. got those kind of uh. Motorway trails, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, same. Yeah. Another, also a reason it's the nice one to, for families to walk up. Yes, you know? yeah. But they'll be amazed because it will take them all day, and then we get to the top, they're getting their hands on rocks and getting yeah, to the yeah. top of a, a mountain that's basically like one out of a picture book, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that you, you should do that. Yeah, no, I'm gonna. Don't carry the stuff. That's yeah, too I know, much. no. <laughs> they say, um, they say the option on the organised one is like because it's run by all these. Big ex-military guys. Yeah. Um, Do you mean important or physically huge or both? Uh, f physically huge. Yeah. Yeah. Men, and they all uh, like the drill sergeant character that I do for my children. Yes. So they're all Scottish. <laughs> like, get your pack and boots, come on. And um, they're all about driving onwards. Okay. Head down. That's and like That's you know. That's Hollywood. You using that voice for your children? <laughs> yeah, Hollywood's that's oh, Hollywood really parenting. <laughs> it's your kindergarten cop. It's Mrs. Dapfire. Well, it's very well, much Mrs. Thoroughly, we're thoroughly about annoyed. Mrs. Dapfire, though, is that she didn't know she was Scottish. <laughs> Accidental <laughs> Scott. They should have kept that in piss, wasn't? Have you not noticed you're uh, you're Scottish, Mrs. Dapfire? <laughs> oh no, I hadn't realised. <laughs> so yeah, excellent, and that works, does it? You should do a parenting book. Yeah, well, but maybe, although my children would disagree. There are too many. They go, why do you do so many voices? So, well, I, it's because they're all inside my head and I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> Got to put them somewhere. Yeah, and the drill sergeant's good. So, yeah, it's got, it's run by these drill sergeants and they say you're going to either do the full weight, um, and that's the challenge, or you do like a fell run with your water and your snacks. Yep. I'll be doing the fell run. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that will do. It will do. Yeah. Do you so, have you been? Uh, are you a hiker? Are you a mountain man uh, beyond running? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, always loved hiking and getting into the mountains. Obviously, the last ten years of uh, 360 degree parenting. Yes, has put paid to a lot of that. But how old are your kids? Well, they're now getting to. Uh, 11 and 9, so we're getting into the mountain phase. Yeah, yeah. What I'm, what I'm going to start calling the mountain phase. Yeah. And they might hate it. Oh, yeah, that's a great thing. <laughs> that's a real, uh, that's a conversation, isn't it? That yeah. kind of, just a bit further, getting into the bottom, they want to do it, or they so don't want to do it. So many sweets. <laughs> oh, Kendall Mint Cake is, yeah. is heroin in that scenario. Just a little bit more, that'll get you there. <laughs> Here we go, here's us in quite a nice place. See if I can get a better photo. Not bad. It's good here because it's dry. This is often a bit yeah, of a this is, um, mud bath, isn't it? In the winter, this is quagmire. Um, yeah, actually, my family, if I think about it right now, um, 
if you'll allow me a little therapy. Yeah. I think that uh, at that point, we went to Lake District in 1983. Um, so I'd have been about 11 and my brother would have been about 16. Yeah. And uh, I began a lifelong love of, uh, uh, you know, the mountains. Right. And my brother went up the mountain. He went up Scarfo Pipe and went up it, but another day he said no and like waited in the car park. Oh, and wow. also, I think, began a lifelong relationship with both, uh, I don't know, going up the mountains and my mum and dad. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, this, it's, yeah. a, it's a real testing form of ground, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they are at least of the, you're not working with one teenager and one eager child. Right. Which can really throw things off, I think, in retrospect. Don't get me wrong, I got to the point where I waited in the car all day where my mum and dad went over mountains. Yeah. That is, those are long yards. Yeah. To sit in a car for eight are, hours rather than going up a mountain. Those are non-Nintendo days. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, we didn't have the internet, guys. <laughs> Candy Crush, Tech <laughs> Schmandy Schmash. My uh, ten-year-old now is, he looks at me bemused, going, "Why can't I watch in the car? Why can't I watch the, this on the iPad? Well, it doesn't have it. Doesn't have the internet. Oh, where is the internet? Okay, all right. <laughs> this is here. We go. Here's the lesson. Getting complicated now. <laughs> It is, I mean, it's so fundamental, isn't it? The amount of input, the Johnny Five factor that everyone has these days. Are we just at the beginning of a... Uh, Which way do you want to go? Ooh, where are you aiming so for? We can go there and then, you know that bit that comes out? The bottom of the hill? Yeah. Then we have to there. go up that hill, don't we? Let's go up and left. We have to go up. Pop out the gate and do... You understand that I don't know where I am. No, it's okay. <laughs> so... Yeah, well, I want to run. I want to run in the lakes. I want to go over the mountains, uh, no, either in be. an event or. I've been daydreaming a lot about just doing some nice run, and I'm looking at the coast to coast walk and stuff. Yeah. But I realised after, I, I, I'm not not snooty. I've got a little bit of imposter syndrome about events. Right. So it's like doing an ultra marathon is something other people do. Yeah. But you just done one. I've done two of them now. Right. There you go. And. Uh, but it's I realised a, a much more practical thing. Yeah. Which is that. And this connects to what we were saying about good days and bad days in the marathon, um, uh, what we, how we feel about hills. It's a very, you become a much simpler machine when you run. Yeah, yeah. And what I really don't want to do is to have to read the map. And the best ah. thing, up in the clouds on Penny Fan with no other, yeah. no other sign of the event I was doing, it's a little white arrow yeah. this way. I mean, if I could get someone to do that for me, I wouldn't need the rest of the See, thing. See, I'm, I'm up for a bit of map. Yeah, that I'm into it. When I was training, I'd have it in my hand and everything. But I'm worried that the more tired I am, the more useless I'll be. I, lo I, love, I love maps and I love running. I'm just not very good at blending the two. This is why you're not in the Marines. That, that's one of the reasons. <laughs> not great with authority. Or, or shooting at people. Yeah, not, no, I'm, I'm anti that. <laughs> and I look terrible in camo. <laughs> Mind you, talking of ex-military men, um, I must come at you about the, uh, the captain. Yeah. First of all, thank you. Fantastic. <laughs> you know, my, uh, my kids, talking of kids, as a family, actually as a family, we've absolutely bonded over ghosts, but they, we always loved uh, horrible histories. Yeah. And it's such an article of, uh, it's just a key part of their socio-cultural makeup, you know. It was That's so right. excellent. And my, we still totally refer, if you want to know something about a British monarch, yeah. which being 
the deerings we surprisingly often do. Uh, you know, we refer to various songs in our head. Yeah. And uh, I was just thinking this morning about how, again, I didn't see as much of it as they did because that was when they were littler and yeah, I was yeah. off doing stuff. Look at that eggshell. That's brilliant. Ooh. See, it's a leaf. Don't look at it. I'm embarrassed. It's not a look at that lovely eggshell. It isn't an eggshell. Forget it. We're not getting old, don't we? Shut up. Um, yeah, I was just remembering when you did... Uh, I just thought it was superb. You, you did a, a Take That spoof yeah. about the Battle of Britain. Yeah. And I just thought it oh, was... a wonderful day. Yeah, superb. <laughs> Morning, Magpie. Look, I mean, it was wonderful. It was excellent. It was beautifully shot, excellently written, excellent pastiche. And also, it was so... It was celebratory, you know, it was genuine, yeah, it was yeah. respectful of people who died in the Battle of Britain whilst yeah. being a great take that spoof. That's, yeah, was, that's, um, a, that's an achievement. The real test there was my dad came along to that day because he was in the Air Force. Right. And we filmed it. Um, oh, I'm going to have to remember and then come back to it. But um, Duxford, RF Duxford. Oh, yeah. Which is a kind of famous. Um, it's connected to Spitfires, isn't it? Duxford? Yeah, totally. And uh, they actually filmed. Yeah, this is me getting all nerdy. They actually filmed a little of the Battle of Britain, the uh, movie there. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, the anyway. later one, uh, Richard um, Attenborough type yes. deal. Yeah. Um, and I just thought to myself, I wonder if my dad's going to approve of this. Yeah. But he absolutely loved it. It's, it's, it's perfect. Absolutely perfect. It so was, no, it was perfect. I, yeah, it was a really fun day. And the. One of the most fun moments of that day was sitting in the cockpit of a Spitfire. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. And realising. You couldn't control it. No one told you how to fly land. It. <laughs> As we got in, the guy stood on the wing and went, yes, if you're going to press the fire button, do it now. Because <laughs> literally everyone gets in there, presses the little uh, machine gun button. And then um, we're just realising how. Sorry, I didn't realise that would be loaded. <laughs> realising how small it was. Yeah. And then, and then your mind goes. Christ, it must have been absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was um, a very special day. Yeah, and so, I mean, and, and you know, it's a genuinely interesting, properly dramatic niche moment of British history. Yeah. So, uh, so good to use to take that song to tell it. Well, yeah. I mean, do it right. Uh, do it right. No, it was excellent. Really good. And uh, we've absolutely uh, loved ghosts that's great it's 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 been superb um and uh with the children my children being you know just coming out of their teens we one of the nicest things about lockdown was how much time we spent together when maybe we wouldn't have been spending that yeah. time together um, yeah and we we spent that time watching ghosts mainly that's that's so good yeah we did we kind of realized that um we were so busy making it so busy trying to figure out how to make it in lockdown and then writing it making it of course, because uh, of like restrictions yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's um, kind of didn't really think about. Oh, actually, people people came together in lockdown and watched their lockdown. Well, did you have another something else in mind? Which uh, way? What do you think? Which way do you want to go? Well, we can go up the hill to the park and walk, or we can go straight. Well, we can on go um, through Crouch End, yeah, and then join it a bit further down. All right, and then run up to the. I like it. I mean, if you're if you got. Ooh. There we go this way. Okay, good. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, pushing, pushing my my legs are going to be absolutely fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's sorry to laugh, but that's that's <laughs> kind of fun. Um, I've done a gig there upstairs at the Victoria Stakes. Oh uh, yeah. 
Didn't get any steaks. No steaks. No high steaks. No, it's uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a high stakes gig. Yeah, that's exactly it. And uh, it was a nice uh, venue, but we didn't fill it. <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I did a good joke about Donald Rump. Um, <laughs> and uh, I saw someone. Else, I did a joke, and someone else stole it later on. They sirloined it from me. Very good. This is good. <laughs> I like the way to make that joke work. I had to <laughs> imply the word purloin. That's 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 a hard working pun. <laughs> really hard working. Uh, so yeah, from uh, Maslow Hill, Alexandra Palace into Hornsey. Now we're yeah. on Cranley Gardens, famous for uh, for various things. Yeah, serial murder and uh, whoa, thank you. And us getting run over that day. <laughs> you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So yeah, and uh, it's just nice to, uh, from a completely, you know, our perspective, but I hope that it's true for you as well, to see that kind of through line from uh, uh, horrible histories and yeah, yeah. Like so, Young Lantern Ghost and the whole developmental thing. And it, it was all by design, obviously, because we, yeah. we wanted to keep working together. And, um, back in those... Uh, heady, innocent days of going, wouldn't it be great if we could just work together, it'd be great. And then going back to the BBC and going, look, come on, we've got some ideas. And we pitched them about three separate ideas. And in that process, you realise, you know, where's the strengths and weaknesses of what you're doing and um, what's, the, what's the right combination and yeah. what's the right story you want to tell, what falls into sitcom. And it gives them a chance as well to go, 
actually, what do we, what do we really want here? What do we need? And just working. It's the really strong amazing. creative side of the development process. That's exactly. And the BBC, uh, this is the speech I would have given had we won a BAFTA last week. <laughs> but we I didn't. saw you there. Uh, <laughs> I, I robbed, robbed. Absolutely uh, disastrous. But what I wanted to say was the BBC were incredible. <laughs> they, you've brought your notes, that's great. Yeah, right. <laughs> I brought a bit of paper. Um, no, they were amazing. They gave us the room to make some mistakes and to really think about it. And that's, that's what you need to do because yeah. otherwise... Or what happens all too often is people get very excited and they make a pilot and then people go, eh, it wasn't that great. And you go, no, because it's a pilot and it should be there to kind of test boundaries. It's like, it's like doing a preview show, really. Yeah, yeah, you should, there should be space within the pilot to make mistakes. So because we were given space to do like a little 15-minute taster. Yep. Which, you know, is still three days of filming, crewing. So it's getting the backing to do that. Yep. Um, which is so rare nowadays, um, particularly with a, you know, quite a big group and um, lots of discussion, lots of serious comedians around a table scratching their heads. Yeah. And then, you know, we got there in the end. So that was good. It's really, uh, well, and it shows. I mean, that's why it's good, right? Yeah. You just got you know I mean? to put the work in, get the right backing. Yeah. Because it does feel, you know. When you're pitching stuff, it doesn't never changes that sort of feeling of like, I might be an absolute fraud. <laughs> I could be just making this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is what you you're are. Just you know? it, yeah, you're basically bottling smoke <laughs> until you're on the ground. And, you like, just, you know, yeah. this is, and you're just like, this is this. And that, that feeling never goes away. Yeah. It's like, uh, you just think, I, I'm just putting this out there. It's, um, it's like making music, right? You kind of put a new song out there and you go, I think it's really good, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what people can say. It just is. Yeah, and sometimes you can hear it in the song. You think, I love this because someone had an idea and it's there and it's brilliant. Yeah. It's a song, but they didn't know what it was. It just came. The song I'm thinking of in my head right now is me and my wife were talking about this the other day. It's The Happening by right. The Supremes. It's a right. great song. Yeah. I still don't know what it is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't sound like a, it's not like a dance song. It's not like a love song there's loads of melodies in it it's like a it's like a little west end show yeah but i don't know what the story is yeah but it's superb but i just imagine the songwriter going okay let's let's see are we going to send this balloon up yeah and see what it is that's how it is so when i when i talk to um people now who get in touch and say look i really want to get into writing and doing comedy and put put shows together um, one of the first things I always say is like you you just got to be brave. You got to put it out there. Yep. Don't have that. Everyone has it. That sort of. Oh, this is awful. This is awful. I'm going to go and hide. Yeah. Don't go and hide. Just get out there. Make mistakes. That's yep. what I love seeing about stand up as well. It's like try out nights and scratch nights. Yeah. You see people going out there and just going. This might work. Oh, it hasn't worked. Fine. Yep. Yep. Moving on. But you're always learning. You're always developing. And, that's what and it's nice do. to do that. And that's what I was going to say is it's the best place to do that is in a room full of people. Right. Whether it's in your right. serious comedians or in front of an audience. <laughs> the other yeah. thing you can do, even if you do press on, is to keep, is to kind of stay home honing and hoping and waiting for yeah. it to, yeah. for almost for it to kind of get perfect on its own. Yeah. But you've kind of got to bash it against something. Yeah, all the time. It's like writing in isolation, you can... I think, only write for so long yep. before you go mad 
before you start to go up river. Yeah. And it's like, and then you'll end up on, if you, as a stand-up, that's when you end up on stage trying an idea. Well done, you know, finally got out of the garret and onto the yeah. stage. But you, you, it's stewed it, you stewed it for too long. Yeah, yeah. So you share it with the audience. And as you're saying it, you're thinking, you've gone too far. I don't even know what this is. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> uh, I don't even know what I meant. I think, um, yeah, very few people can. Some, some people make a virtue of that and they go with it. I think Paul's got a story about getting quite, uh, so let's uh, invoke him in his absence. Yeah. I think that he told a story a few years ago about how he uh, got very out of it one night. And he had some great, he, 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 maybe even more than once, it was like a, you know, he tried trying something out for a couple of weeks. And he would come home, had a notepad by the bed, yeah. and just would make notes of all the great comedy ideas he'd had. <laughs> and they were all terrible, just meaningless. Just yeah. an umbrella. What about the umbrella? Shut up, what, what, is, what is the umbrella? It didn't work. You need to do the proper work live in the daytime yeah. with your real brain. And um, when it comes to writing scripts, sitcom or film ideas, it's like when, when, when you're on your own, you've got to be brave and go, I've got to show this to someone. Yep. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to, read, I've got to talk about this, otherwise I will go crazy. And actually, by talking about it, you start to expose the cracks. Yeah. You start to get the questions. You've got to be... And maybe Brave in the opposite direction, as well, you solidify the good bits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you, have, if, you have, if you find your good people, your mentors, your... I always... Uh, someone said to me once, go and find some writers who you admire. Ask them. Yeah. They will be flattered. And you're like, I can't possibly. And then, sure enough, you do. And they go, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. for a coffee. I'll, I'll tell you all about it. Excellent. And um, I Also, what's interesting is what you were saying about um, earlier on, you know, doing running and the writing in running yeah. is uh, that, you know, the old saw is write what you know. But it's yeah. really interesting when I compare ideas to people or to friends, really, rather than writers per se, although, of course, there's a lot of crossover there. Um, I sometimes think, oh, they'll say, it's funny when you do this, and it's good if you talk about that. And uh, I think, yeah, but that's just, that's how I talk to you. That's me yeah. Yeah. trying to entertain you. Yeah. Like, I remember this when the kids are little talking to a, a mum who was also in comedy and she was saying it's really funny when you when we talk about the kids and parenting and stuff and I'm like yeah but that's what I talk to you about yeah. <laughs> but you know she was right in a way because you've got to you've got to take your stuff and put it in there you know yeah. and again with your shows you can see that on screen there's a there's an organic nature to I mean obviously I know it's fictional yeah Everyone's alive, and that's a key difference. But it's, um, it, it's, it's actually down to character. When people say they like something, it's because they feel comfortable with it and they identify with it. Yeah. And um, so, you know, much-loved shows, comedies, comedy dramas, where people have gone, oh, I love that, though. It's so great. You're not necessarily talking about the craft of the writing or the gags or you're more talking I think this is my opinion yep um, you know about the characters and how and how they resonate yeah yeah and so people will say you know always say to me oh I love ghosts and they'll talk about the captain and say he's so he's so vulnerable and he's got this kind of hidden thing and 
I, I feel like sometimes I'm hiding something. You go, yeah, there you go. There you go. It's just talking to you, your experience, and, and connecting on a human level. It's pure drama, isn't it? All good drama. Yeah. All the best stuff has that. It's, it's what the... It's complicity. Yeah. It's where that moment in, exactly. in stand-up, it's that big bubble yes. above the audience yes. where, where everyone meets. Yes. And, uh, and I love that moment when you see it. Yeah. Particularly in gigs where people have come, they don't know the act, and that moment of connection happens. And he, the, the act is really looking for it, obviously, because they want to feel comfortable so they can get into their stride. Yep. But the audience is also looking for it. Yeah. They don't want you to fail. No, that's right. Uh, and like you say, at that moment when you kind of reach this kind of uh, transcendental handshake between the, the audience and the, and the performer, then yeah. the content which you've been worrying about all, for all this time becomes less important because it's just a conduit yeah. for that relationship. Interesting. Also, though, I think, and this is something I want to talk about, but aware that talking about it kind of spoils it, and that's, what's, yeah. that's to its credit, is one of the things that's lovely about um, Ghosts, why it's excellent, why it was absolutely robbed at the BAFTAs. But yeah, we don't have to go. I don't know why you wore the bow tie <laughs> for today. I mean, it just can't be comfortable. Just running in a full tuxedo. <laughs> just sweating. Do you know, on the way to you this morning, I saw a guy running on the park and walk. He was in jeans, yeah. loafers, and, and a, quite a heavy jacket. You do see some strange outfits. I thought he was late, but he was definitely going for a run. Yeah. It was strange. So, sorry. Um, positivity. There's a lot of conversation, sometimes not very funny conversation, about, you know, appropriate humour, um, how, how people feel about various comedy these days. Yeah. Um, often the basic, when people are saying, it's okay, I'm not saying everyone should get cancelled or whatever, but we should watch out for punching down, that kind of thing. The thing about Ghost is it's, it's, it's joyous, you know? Yeah, we... You, the goodies, are, the, the baddies are still goodies. Yeah, and we, uh, <laughs> that is, that, you know, that is entirely conscious. Yeah, and it's... And it's, it's not and, our and it, gig, you know, to do anything other than we just love comedy. We love warmth in comedy. And for me, that's, you know, I grew up with watching shows that weren't bracketed as adults or children or yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. They were just entertainment. Entertainment that was on the telly. And it was up to your parents to figure out whether you should watch it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you'd end up watching it anyway, right? Yeah, absolutely. Get on here. Nice. You certainly, there's just a little bit here, by the way, just a few of those. It's so good to run somewhere you know and then hit the odd path of pavement they've never been on ever ah. before. Even if it is a hill. I'll forgive, I'll forgive the occasional hill. In fact, is this, sorry, I think we're coming in, we're coming in right behind the tree that's got a brick wall in it, right? Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, never been here before. Lovely. Well, you'll... So, yeah, and so, but, it's, but we do live in a less, well, I don't know if innocence is the word, but a more codified yeah. time. So we're, Morecambe and Wise and Crackerjack can just get on with it. Yeah. You have to make a... Series of decisions. Well, but that, that's the thing. You find your, you find your tonal line, and then you just instinctively start to know where that is. And remember, there's six, seven, eight of us in the room, writers' yeah. room, when we come back to the scripts after they've been written. 
and uh, there's a kind of um, there's a sort of tonal panel that will if you if you've stepped over it often by mistake yeah that's okay or we can and address often, something yeah it's good because there's several of you so it's like a kind yeah. of colorway yeah and there's yeah. so much hidden stuff in there that's <laughs> more grown up <laughs> than uh, people realize yeah yeah which you know in 20 years time we'll be doing a retrospective <laughs> and telling you, well, you didn't know at the time. <laughs> and then so you won't be really able to. Outrageous. It'll be complicated because you you've done that thing where, like, um, the opposite of uh, the Apu trilogy and Harry Potter, and like uh, Data or Star Trek, yeah. all the ghosts are frozen in time. So yes. you, if you go back exactly. in twenty years, you've got to. Well, there was you'll have to that. use Han Solo technology. Right. Yes, you're absolutely right. <laughs> we'll be shooting on the volume, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it'll be Raiders. Raiders tech. I mean, you've probably already seen the new Indiana Jones film. No, I haven't. I haven't. Because all your connections. Was like, oh, God. Oh, it's a very exciting time. Yeah. My childhood racing up to meet me. Yeah. My uh, my dad was the same age as Harrison Ford. Yeah. Mine too. It's okay, a, Dad, do you think you could you know, have a fight on top of a train? Or? <laughs> it just doesn't... It, the nice thing is that it didn't square then either. No. You know, when they were both 30, yeah. my dad was already a generation older than Harrison Ford. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of remember thinking in my... When I hit 40, I thinking... <laughs> this dog's done. <laughs> Fantastic. What? Dog's looking really super. Yeah, not just it. having I'm to done. sit down like, I'm lying here for the next hour or yeah, five. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, well, it's brilliant. It's, and that's hopefully... I think those are, two, those are the two sides of it. You know, proper group development over time. And, a, and an eye on keeping it honest and... Good, you know, yeah. good-hearted. It made me think of uh, the uh, development of Toy Story. They had so much trouble because they knew that Woody would have a gun <laughs> in yeah, real life. Yeah. Toys, particularly old I toys, often, had guns, and they and they wrestled with it for ages. But in the end, you can't have a gun because yeah. then you'd have a gun. It just changes everything. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. It's, uh, that's the model for that conversation, isn't it? Yeah. Now, there's a kind of line, you know, there's a line, but we never strive to. Um, we don't want to, you know, we're not there to shock. We're there to entertain. Yeah. And keep you engrossed in a story for yeah, yeah. half an hour. And you don't have to shock or be too, in inverted commas, adult to do that. Of course yeah. and, um, and And actually then, and then telling people that you're not, you know, not ashamed to be to be doing that sort of mainstream stuff is fine <laughs> because my next idea yeah, what? is awful. <laughs> it's filthy. No, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's adult. It's no, like, but quick, it is. Turn off the recorders because what happens is there's this <laughs> it's, like, it's a sitcom version of the aristocrats. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing next? Well, Or is it a big secret? Well, if I tell you, I'll jinx it. Um, no, I've got various things. I'm developing and in sort of discussions, various discussions, trying to get people attached. That's a new thing. That's a 
Hollywood thing. Who's attached? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just thought we'd go and ask it. Get the, get the right people. Yeah, someone yeah, asked. Who's attached? Someone asked Harrison me yesterday, Ford. and I should say, great, yeah, just attach him. Harrison, you okay with it? Yeah, I think no, I couldn't. Have you heard Mark Hamill's Harrison Ford impression? No, no. <laughs> but we found out he's a great fan of ghosts. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, we even thought about asking him to be on yeah. an episode, but then I thought, oh, you can't. <laughs> Yes, you can. You just said you can just ask. You can, you can, you can ask. (laughs) Is he attached? As far as I'm concerned, he's attached. I mean, plot spoilers and everything, but that's wonderful because essentially, that's what the last uh, last Jedi is, isn't it? An episode of Ghosts. I also think, have you considered making the uh, flashback after the party episode into a movie? Oh my God! Yes, yes. Oh, that's just reminding me. Of yes. course, it's gone to America. I'd forgotten to yeah, ask yeah, you about yeah. that. That's fantastic. But yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, we just the. the I'd love to make. I mean, you know, I could, make, I could write a whole Captain's Wartime Adventures. Yeah. yeah. Spin-off. Like a boy's own. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, so if anyone's listening who wants to... <laughs> Who's attached? Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill. Are you just making stalls? Yeah. Yesterday, someone texted me and said, I'm pitching a karaoke quiz show idea. Now, I should say, I can't remember another time in, in you know, probably in the last decade plus where someone's... But they said, can I put you in, can I mention you in my pitch? I was like, yeah. <laughs> but it is, you know, it's appropriate to ask, obviously. It's very lovely to be asked to do things, I'd say. Yeah. It's happened to me about three times in the last decade. Would you uh, consider? Yes. Immediately, <laughs> without, so I'm so flattered. You had me at, I would need you? need that attention. <laughs> so there you go. You're going to make the movie with Harrison. Yeah. Got some other filthy projects that you can't talk about. <laughs> really awful. <laughs> yeah. You're going to carry a fridge yeah. up and down Penny Fan yeah. in Banner Brick and Ilk. Yeah. And, uh, and, run, and then run a marathon. That's the goal. That's good. It's a good set. That's the goal. And meanwhile, we've done a lovely... It's, it's that classic, genuinely... I hope that the listeners can get something out of this because it's so... It's really something to run... Um, on the same map that me and Paul always run, yeah. and in his in his ends in particular, with you and go a different way. It's like ah. that's what it is to yeah. to do the same stuff in a different way. Do you, you know? find yourself because um, you tour a lot? Yeah, you're around the country. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Do, really do, do you find with running that it's such the best way to discover new places? Yes, absolutely, and absolutely, okay. it's a real. Uh, it's absolutely fated yeah. that I got into running when I'd been a comedian for yeah. several years because it absolutely, it was a rebirth of my relationship with Britain. Right. I was going to places I've been to loads of times and then going, oh, I could go for a run. Yeah. It changed everything. Yeah, yeah. And now I do, I do a lot of running in general, but because it's Fridays and Saturdays, I'm into park runs, like the old park run tourism. But the funny thing with that is, my attitude to it is so different to everyone else's because yeah. most people, quite rightly, they live somewhere, they go to their park run and they mix things up 
with a bit of parkrun tourism. And that's exciting. So then they seek out different ones yeah, to do. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, do what quests, you know, do all of them or do oh, yeah, yeah, the whole great. alphabet or whatever it is. But I'm almost Random. exactly the opposite because I love them and I really enjoy doing the different ones. But that's the jumping off point. And what I love is when I can go back to one. Yeah. So it's like I've got lots of home, instead of doing parkrun tourism, I'm collecting more and more home parkruns. But that's like stand-up, isn't it? You really, our audiences have such a, uh, the geography is really important. Yeah. You know, such a northwest scene yeah, yeah, yeah. with people doing jokes out northwest. It's also true in Scotland. Other places don't have the comedy scene, but you still want to have this awareness of where you are. It's important, you know? Yeah. Connects to what you were saying earlier on about audiences feeling seen. And I haven't got any, I can't hit any um, tribal buttons as a comedian. I'm just not that guy. Yeah. I never go on and say, this is, I'm one of these people from this place, or whatever right, it right, might right. be, yeah, yeah. which works brilliantly. But I'm kind of a fairly rootless individual. So, it's like the parkrun thing, I'll get somewhere, you know, I'll get to, I don't know, Scotland and say, I love Scotland. And they're like, yeah, 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 we can hear your accent. What does this really mean? And then I can go. Stop and, being tribal. Yeah, and, and I can say, <laughs> and I find a connection, you know, I say, because I know this, you know, my little grains of detail about where we are. Or, or, and then in turn, a bit of fun with the fact that I've never been there before. My, you know, there's a sense of being the, uh, the outsider, the alien. Yeah. As long as you recognize that, it's great. And these days, that's right, it's that's the same true. energy with being old. Yeah. You get up that's in front so of an true. audience of 23-year-olds and go, yeah. what's your life like? So, TikTok, eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you do the TikToks? They love that. <laughs> they love it when I say that. Yeah. <laughs> going back to your kids there's certain things you say and you see you get that proper look that oh my god <laughs> you're such a cliche you're such yeah, a yeah. cliche and you go look I'm really trying hard <laughs> with my wardrobe with my general kind of being around town yeah. we see that you're taking, trying hard we know yeah <laughs> and that is they are going to so set me bad. down when they're 15 <laughs> we do see we see you're trying and, 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 and respect to that honestly respect <laughs> Yeah, I think the respect is the thing, you know, that's what we want and that's the thing that's least likely to come. So I can't help think that you've run quite a lot further than you had in mind. Yeah, today. I really have. How and far have uh, we gone? Do you know I actually you needed to do that because... Good. Um, it's, yeah, I'm uh, knees feeling okay. Good. It's heavily strapped. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really okay. good. Do you and do uh, any, have you got any, uh, you know, particular stretches? Do you do any yoga? Yeah, what's, your, uh, what's your regimen? Well... Quite a, quite a heavy stretch regime here before, and when I get back wherever we stop, I'll try and uh, stretch the legs as much as I can, do some knee exercises. Yeah. This is all great scintillating stuff. No, it's uh, key. <laughs> but I just, um, what I really love is, uh, I'd love some more advice on that, because um, it's clear that the knee has uh, obviously got bad over time just from running and what have you, but also from being a bit lax with stretching. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's what they always say. I think also that knees are interesting because 
it's a bit more of a sophisticated system than some other parts of the body. Yeah. The knee can send you neural messages that say, oh, don't do that. Yeah. And it doesn't mean there's damage there. It means be careful. Yeah. You know, like when you twist the knee the wrong way, Ooh. this is a healthy knee I'm talking about. Yeah. You get the feeling, that sort of queasy feeling, like, oh, that's no good. Yeah. So you stop immediately. But that's a warning system. Your knee, the, your knee hasn't sustained any damage. Yeah. Which is uh, it's kind of a luxury, but it can be quite confusing. It's quite a difficult read. <clears throat> but also the key thing I always say to everyone is shoes. Yeah. Because everything, it all starts with really good, not just really supportive and really comfortable shoes, but also shoes yeah, that just guide going, your gait. Just going to a uh, proper running shop and getting some, go on a treadmill, get, yep. get some advice. And then if you want them to see you, how you run on a trail, you have to get someone from the shop to just chase you through the park. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be a good job. You'd just go in the shop and then say, go. <laughs> <laughs> and then it can take a long time because it takes a while to get them to follow you. We're going for it. Yeah, let's take that risk. So we've just returned to the aforementioned woodsman. So now as we drop yeah, down the hill, we've gone. How long have you done today? I've run about 80 miles today. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, you're used to that. That's the, that's the thing. Well, and we weren't exactly going we're using at Mo Farah We're using each yeah. other to push it a bit. You know, you want yeah. to, to go further than you might run on your own. And I, I've got a cold can of Coke in the fridge, which uh, I'm not really allowed. I wouldn't really let myself drink unless I do double figures of miles. Wow. And I'm not really in the mood to go out and run 10 miles. Yeah, so but here's to, the, I will have done without noticing today. So here's my... Uh, so I've got so many questions about the ultra. Okay. So what did you pack for your snacks? Well, I'm really, this is a really good one to uh, ask because um, it, I think it's the one thing. I've been talking about it for thanks, a couple of weeks now. And uh, can we go to the toilet way? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, look at that. The limpid green it's so grove great, of Highgate. It's just so, it's, so it's the light. Delicious. Oh, I lie down on the ground like that oh. dog. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that the actual deep dive into what I had to take with me yeah. is, the, uh, is the one area I haven't covered. Oh. And that's good, because I'm, I'm, obviously I could talk about my blooming uh, ultra for, for months. In fact, I'll be talking about it on and off for the rest of my life. It was strange though, because did you have did you have a low did you have a low moment? No, not really. It was very hard, but and quite challenging in ways that I didn't expect, like right. lots of solitude and yeah. walking up the hills being the hard bit rather than the carry on running being and the hard you bit. Had no headphones. And my headphones went down very Jesus early on. It's changed everything. Um, I mean, um, you ought to know by Alanis Morissette was probably in my head, <laughs> That's ultimately the... <laughs> down to two lines of it Jesus God. for about six hours. Yeah. That's tough. You need to write her a letter. <laughs> I realized just the other day I didn't have headphones. I forgot to take them away at the weekend. And I went for, luckily it was a very short run because I got the theme from Ghostbusters in my head. Oh my and when God. I say the theme, just seven notes. Dun, 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 dun. Oh Elmer Bernstein, great tune, but it's not enough for half an hour. But yeah, I know you want to hear about my pack because you want the military background thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a, there was a, what's the word? Um, uh, mandatory kit. Right. Ticking list. Oh, okay. Which yeah. is great, great for my psychology. 
this is where I could have been in the, in the Marines. <laughs> in the, you know, give me a list of things I need. Yeah. So I can put them all in a neat line. Yeah, love a, love a little uh, yeah. gear moment. Did you have a hotel room gear moment? I, I had, yeah. All in bed. Well, it was actually just oh, before. God. I was having quite a crazy time in my life. Yeah. So, uh, and then it got came time to go. And I was just running around my house going, oh, I need this, I need that. I need this, I need that. And uh, it's a funny thing in the end because... I was carrying absolutely loads of stuff in a good way. It wasn't, wasn't bothering me, you know. Um, and I used hardly any of it. And I didn't re resent that because it was necessary. Lots yeah, of yeah, it for yeah. emergencies. But there's also, it sort of shows up the kind of purity of the yeah. experience. Even though I was running all day long, I never stopped enough to get... There's one specific thing in my bag I could have done with. Gloves. Right. And I just thought, I'm not going to stop take my back pack off and get my gloves out. Over 50k. I can't, I can't, can't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird, isn't it? You'd yeah. think you'd find the time for that. And uh, yeah, food-wise, I'm not very good. For a long time now, people have been saying the great thing with an ultra is you can have a burger, you know, and all this kind of stuff. But you're I'm vegan. Not, I'm vegan. And yeah. also, when I'm running, I'm not very digesty. Yeah. So I did... You got I'm gels saying, and things like that. Do do I that? don't really get on with gels anymore. I used to use them yeah. for marathons and stuff. Yeah. And I used to use Starburst as well. Oh, yeah. I don't really use those anymore. After Brighton Marathon last year when I had one and uh, eating it was one of the hardest things I'd ever done. <laughs> I kind of knew that was when I was getting tired. It's like, but it tastes so strong. <laughs> it's too much. I can't. When a Starburst is too much. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's a Starburst a, test. It's a bad sign. That's the, that's the wall test. Yeah. So... That was, uh, yeah, a learning experience for me. But, um, yeah, I said last week, so, but I had these things, salt sticks, which are salt tab electrolytes. Tablets, oh, nice, nice. And they were really nice. And I'd never had them before, so that was a risk. And they really hit the spot and uh, had them all day. And I had a little bar of malt loaf at one point, ah. which is uh, something I found that I got on with in the Race to the Stones. And then at one point when I'd been walking up mountains fairly solidly for about three hours and I was on a fairly precipitous edge picking my way basically hadn't really done any running for ages yeah I thought oh my uh, digestive system feels a bit more like a human one at the moment uh -huh. so I put down a Trek Millionaire shortbread protein bar like a magic Twix right it's not the best thing I've ever eaten in all my born days <laughs> But I never used the map, which is flapping off me just here. Yeah. Of course, I never blew the whistle. Didn't use my foil blanket. Right, I was going to say. My other trousers. Did you have a tiny one-man tent in case <laughs> things got really bad? <laughs> no, <laughs> a bivy bag. Yeah, you see, that's the one thing they always say. Yeah. Take up a mountain. Yeah, well, I did. I remember at one point when I was doing a quite tough, I mean, uh, technically tough descent, like a steep, rocky, slippery, wet bit. Yeah. And I was tired and my hands are cold. And I was totally soaked. And I just thought, I know why I've got a whistle. Because if I fall over here yeah. in such a way that I can't go on, I'm going to be so cold, so fast. Yeah. I'm going to need rescuing. And so, there was someone up there like that, someone who I think had fallen and hurt themselves. And they were all wrapped up and someone else was waiting for the, with them. And yeah. the mountain rescue were coming. I, I wanted to help, but they didn't need my help. And I was relieved as well because yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't in the best... I wasn't best placed to help. I see you've got a, uh, you did a little sip there. Yeah, I've so got I like to carry water and I always like to put on my back. I, I kind of don't know why that is. Maybe because I was focused so hard last year on doing this trail. Yeah. And I thought, right, I need to 
I'm gonna need to carry water. So you, but you would have carried water, right? So yeah. So did you have like a? I had a water vest? bottle in my hand, ah. and it was a uh, the. Uh, it's a cupless event, so they need you to have a. Yeah. They've got the drinks for you. There must have been loads of people with packs. With yeah. Well, I was wearing this pack, which has got. Um, uh, water bottles that fit in it. Yeah, it's what I call it's a hydration vest. But I got myself a bit of a reputation at the National Running Show by referring to my water bra. I said <laughs> it's not called that. I said it isn't it. Oh please, that has to <laughs> yeah. now develop into yeah. Because I, I've got a water bra yeah. and, and I've used it often. But I tell you, now I've altered a little. I'm much happier, and some people are absolutely amazed by this, yeah. with a bottle in my hand. Amazing. I can do that. I can do that all the way around. That's and incredible. in fact, I did. I got back. I think your <laughs> constitution is, well, it's clearly, uh, it's clearly set up for endurance, because, I, I don't know, I uh, think I'd, it, your hand would blister up, or you'd get crampy. Well, yeah, and I just... I don't know, I just, um, I need a lot of water when I run. Yeah. I need to just keep going with water, otherwise I get a slight headache, which I am developing now, but we are about to stop, so. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, we, I promise. All we have to do, <laughs> if we stop now, we'll just get cold really fast. Yeah, yeah. We'll be, <laughs> we'll be in Highgate Woods blowing our whistles. Send help! Please. We nearly made it! Please. <laughs> the light comic actor was rescued yesterday. <laughs> just loosen his bow tie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you start to hallucinate during your speech. Thank you so much for this honour. All the, all the other nominees were good too, of course. <laughs> we're in the woods. <laughs> the cold woods for five minutes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I don't, and I feel bad really, because I, I love my trusty water bra. Yeah. I don't, well, I, I don't really, I don't get on with it. I really, that's my last resort water. That's the emergency water. Wow, that's incredible. And if things go well, which because so far... the ultra was 50k, right? 50k. Right. 50 mountain k. So it took me like 10 hours. And you only... It was 50k plus, actually. It was more like 53. And you only had... Um, like I refilled it. Okay. I refilled it at the water at the stations. stations. Yeah, yeah. And also I um, drank uh, Coca-Cola at stations. Lovely. But, um, uh, but you're right. I don't... I don't feel that dehydration. I, I drink water quite, what's the word? Um, I kind of make the decision to drink water. Ah, okay. In fact, very uh, long. Thanks. Thank you. People who've listened to this show since the beginning of time so that's well. will remember me and Paul going on a training run. Um, we did a three episode 20 mile training run. And. Uh, we lost some of the last episode. I still don't know whether that was a good or a bad thing because we both started, <laughs> we started to get quite grumpy and bicker yeah. quite a lot. A great uh, lesson in uh, fueling. Yeah. We were in Hyde Park and I was like, he said, I need a drink. I said, I think there's a shop down here. Was, I'm all right at the moment. It's like, yeah, but you're going to need to hydrate, aren't you? I mean, you've got, you need to hydrate. <laughs> Just me saying I don't feel thirsty. He's like, ignore yourself. You need water. Yeah. And he was right. And I was just telling my daughter yesterday, I told you about wanting to talk about the ultra forever. Yeah. Because I told her this yesterday. And if you can imagine her just doing the bare minimum of polite, you know, just accepting the sound until she could walk away and think about what she really wanted to think about. <laughs> <laughs> but so I, was, yeah, I think you need to do like a separate podcast where you're interviewed about the ultra. Is that honestly... <laughs> 
think there will be uh, a, a big audience for that because yeah, it's such a growing thing. People like to really challenge themselves. Yeah, and I'm thinking also, it's a real shame Paul Zilk because he's lined up for the race of the Stones in the summer. Yeah, and I really want him to have a good one because I think we should uh, we we should podcast an ultra. Oh yeah, like record all the way around. Oh my god. Because that's the next step. We've done a marathon, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three hours, ten hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rub your phone off the cliff. Yes, can we stop recording for a second? My leg's broken in four places. Um, (laughs) To be fair, most of the other runners did do it faster than that. Yeah, that's the thing. (laughs) Uh, But then that's also my imposter syndrome talking, because I was out there thinking... Who am I? What am I yeah, doing yeah, here? But yeah. I was doing it. Yeah. And in lots of ways, as you say, lots of ways, it suited me really well. I'm very, I'm just very strict with myself when it comes to carrying on running. Yeah. It's, um, it is a mind game. Yeah. It really is a mind game. And, keep uh, playing those mind games. We, we, we. Gotta keep moving forward. Yeah. Just keep moving forward. One step forward. I am, um, yeah, I was saying, this is what I was telling my daughter. Our destination. There we are. <laughs> Wonderful. Back in wow. the hill. How far did we go? So, I nearly ran a 10K. Oh, yeah, very good. Woo. Yeah, nearly, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the best part uh, of six miles. That's really great. Well, well done. I mean. And how do you feel? How's your leg? Uh, tops of my legs are complaining, but that's only because... Haven't done uh, outside run for a while. Yep. Knees, Top, so like in, yeah, on the front there. Yeah. yeah. I get it in the in yeah. the hip, like like the sort of uh, I imagine a Robocop joint there that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, this is the Robocop joint. But um, here's us in front of that big church. Oh yeah. yeah. Like a beetroot. No, you don't. Come on now. Oh, you're, you're next to a man who is part tomato, so you'll come <laughs> off okay, I'm sure. Um, well, listen, that means that we need to wrap up, but I've got two more things to tell you. I'm going to tell you really quick. Yeah. One, so I'd fallen over in the mud, and uh, both my hands are muddy, and my water bottle was muddy. But it had a button on it, and I hit the button, and it opened up, and there was just a spout, and it was just completely mud-free, and I had a drink. And that was fantastic. And it was right on the top, right? Yeah, on the yeah, that's, that's going to... And when I opened it, the top of the bottle went, ooh, <laughs> in the wind. That was a great moment in my life. There you go. And uh, I also wanted to say... Um, for our listeners, that uh, your um, taste in running music is spectacular. Oh, brilliant! Really, you know. I just I, um, I, there's, I, normally I like to give that energy, but receiving your recommendations is for the Running Church Radio. It's been uh, well, frankly I, religious. Just wait for the cops to go by. I yeah, um, heads down, heads down. Turn your turn your head, turn your head away. They're driving a really super Kia there, and I think it's an electric. <laughs> so uh, that's wonderful. Um, Great. No, I yeah, um, I think they're advertising it. I don't think they're going anywhere. They're saying, check out Carl! I, uh, I, mu- I, I rely on music a lot uh, for writing and for, obviously, for running. And when I'm running, I think about the ideas that I have for shows. And, you know, and it's, uh, <clears throat> that's where it comes from. And I just, just having a, like a, an app where you can go, I won't name the app. <laughs> where you can just sort of put your other unnamed in. apps are available they are available <laughs> and it will just throw up all these suggestions that you can spend too long 
yeah. in your life just going through it but it's for me it's t it's just necessary because otherwise yeah, it's wonderful. I don't know what I do I don't know what I do and I don't know about you we're talking about getting older but my relationship with music with mm. running and with these so-called apps has been uh, absolutely uh, galvanised yeah. I used to before I ran when I was a grown up I used to just listen to the same six records yeah. I'm only slightly yeah. exaggerating here yeah. and I consider myself as a music man then but now we're positively steeped yeah that's a good thing. Yeah, it is. Also, this run was good, talking of steeped, because, you know, you're used to it because you're a local, but that's, that's a hilly run. We were up and down it all was, the way it there. It was a hilly run. It's dynamic. Uh, it had a dynamic profile. Yeah, it was kinetic. Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. Well, we were definitely <laughs> moving. I yeah, don't know yeah. If <laughs> <laughs> At least I hope we were moving. Uh, no, it was great. Well, uh, honestly, I, I did not expect myself to be able to do that, and I've done it, and now I feel like I can do anything. Well, can we run again sometime? Yeah, definitely. We don't have to. We don't have to take the tribbles. Oh, but we no, can. We can do. It. We can just. We can just run. Well, I tell you what. We we'll come back next week and you can interview me. We'll do a nine-hour run and you can interview me about that, my ultra, ultra in real time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.